It's Jordan back with starting a startup. Hey, good to be back with you guys, getting a chance to discuss all the things of starting up these companies and uh, where we're going with it. And man, just rambling on and hearing myself talk, which many of you know is like my favorite thing in the entire world. Anyways, guys, uh, if this is your first time listening, this podcast is me trying to talk a little bit about all the things that I've gone through starting up a indoor 80,000 square foot entertainment facility, multi-activity. Um, and also doing a tech startup where we develop technologies that basically support that industry. Now, there's been a lot of changes through things, uh, the economy, the environment, uh, I mean, mostly, especially the environment uh, with COVID and whatnot. And I've tried to avoid doing podcasts during that time because I'll be honest, like, I'm really sick of hearing and talking about COVID. There's shit going on with it. It's out of my control. I don't want to discuss it. So I've been waiting to do one of these podcasts when I felt like I had my mind away from things like that. And yeah, I'm going to touch base a little bit about the stuff because honestly, this is a historical moment for us to be uh, going through the COVID economy and what that stuff did. Uh, as it sits right now, uh, they have removed the executive powers from the governor of the state of Michigan and that she's using uh, different divisions. So OSHA and um, the health department. Uh, to enforce some of these rules and stuff of uh, what 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 they want to try to quote unquote keep people safe. Um, elections just around the corner. The environment is rocky. The economy doesn't seem like it knows what it wants to do. None of the stock market makes sense. It is a absolutely fascinating time to be alive. But you know what? One foot in front of the other, we keep moving our way forward. So over the last few weeks, uh, month, I don't know, two months, something like that, We've been working at High Caliber to put ourselves in a good position, stability foundation-wise. I've talked about this about some prior podcasts. Now, another warning for you guys, if this is your first time listening, make sure you listen a few podcasts ahead before you take action on some of my suggestions, because this is just the best thing that works for me, and uh, I, a lot of times we'll go back and say, hey, I, I planned this, this is what I thought, and I was wrong. Like, If you go back and listen to the valuation of the company, I was really wrong with how to do that. Um, we actually just went through a real process with that with combat carding. So listen through. Uh, this is just a good place to be able to get information and hopefully uh, understand all the steps you go through to be able to build something like this. Um, and whether that's you know advancing your career and understanding that it's you know one step in front of the other and uh, the mindsets that go behind that stuff or uh, how you take something that you love and turn it into uh, you know, a passion of, uh, that you know, can maybe generate you a, 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 an income that can sustain you. Um, that's the things I try to focus on is try to keep it universal. It often boils right back down to business because honestly, that's what I love. So over the last few weeks, uh, one of the big things we've been working on is launching a new website. Our prior website, we you know, cobbled it together the best we could. We did our best option of it when the, with the time we had. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was really bad. When people came to visit our website, we didn't look professional. We didn't look like a great place. So we needed to get uh, get together and you know really put somebody who uh, has experience in doing this stuff in charge of it. So we hired a marketing company and we were using them for advice for us. And we found that 
there, guys, there is going to be so many people that claim to be marketing or advertising people and pick and choose your partners with that very carefully because my God, is it, it, it has got to be the most uh, bullshit industry. I mean, everybody and their brother wants to be a social media marketer and they've got no experience or expertise to back it up. If you come to me and you've got 600 followers with your company or whatever it is you're doing, and that's what you, you're you gonna suggest, you're gonna tell me how to develop that, my social media, I'm, I'm not gonna listen to you. Um, so we started working with a company and they identified some local websites, uh, developers and stuff of who could be able to do it. Now at the end of the day, yeah, they could probably build something for us, but could they build the best version? And we knew that wasn't the case. They weren't gonna be able to because we could look back at their history and see they've done government websites. Now we're in Lansing, Michigan. We're in the capital of Michigan. We are in a government area. That's really where the money is. So we knew we were gonna have to try to find somebody from outside of the area for it. We found this with architecture. We found this with advertising and marketing and uh, creative design. We often have to go outside of the area. While there's qualified people within the area that can do it, a lot of them uh, either won't do what we're looking to do because it's you know kind of one-off from what they're used to. They're, they know their niche. Um, or we just haven't found them. So we ended up looking around. We found this company. Uh, it's called Eric Elliott Studios. I'm really happy with him. He, he does uh, the, a lot of the uh, videos and uh, advertising and website for Ducati, a motorcycle, which to me, that's like, that, that speaks to me. Ducati is a brand that I, my heart uh, connects with. And I wanted that for our website. Well, we thought, you know, it'd be something kind of like, hey, can you build us a website? Yeah, great, I'll build you a website and we walk away from it, right? Wrong. It is so much fucking work. It's insane. So, Eric starts it off, he gets it going, he goes, I wanna do some creative thinking and he does these exercises with us and, you know, he kind of starts building these mind maps and these roadmaps of what he's going to uh, put together. Well, with that, we're also coordinating, getting professional pho uh, photography portfolios and videos and making sure that we have a lot of assets so that he can pull from. Uh, there's, we had to uh, write copy, which is you know what it physically says on there and how that correlates with what our attitude is and stuff. I mean, it's, it was months of work. I want you to understand that anything great is gonna take a lot longer than what you expect. But more often than not, you're gonna find it's not as hard as what you thought it was gonna be. Now the website was time consuming and we had to do some things we hadn't done before, but it wasn't difficult. And it got me thinking, you know, these things that we often appear as just monumental tasks often aren't. More often than not, it's actually probably something that you're just adverse to doing because you've never done it before. Where do you start? You know, and, and I see this, I see this with people quite often. You know, I, I, I may task one of the, the, the groups with, hey, I want you to complete this project that they've never done before, but I want you to figure it out. Something I don't have any experience with, so I can't guide you. I've got the same access to tools and resources that you do. We've got YouTube, we've got Google, there's podcasts. I mean, there's nothing is out there that you can't learn how to do uh, in any business environment or career development or whatever. Like there's information is everywhere. We're not using the fucking Dewey Decimal System anymore. You Google something in there like, I don't know how to make a explosive. You're going to end up on a watch list or something, but you can figure that shit out. So if you task somebody with that, they are going to take a lot of time. And most of that time they're going to spend is because it's like, man, this is going to be hard. This is going to be a lot of work. Everything is a monumental task until it's done. 
And you look back at it and you may be like, eh, that was a lot of work. But you know what? It, you, you're there. It's done. It really wasn't that difficult. See, think back to anything difficult you've done. Does it really feel like it wasn't worth it? It wasn't something that you put a shitload of time and effort into and you look back on it and go, yeah, that may have been hard, but it wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. You know, I, I, I think back to the half marathon I ran, which, yeah, I haven't ran a full marathon and probably never will now with my injury the way it is. But my half marathon, I didn't train at all for it. I was super lazy when it came time for it. I still took third place at it. It was up on a mountain up at Crystal Mountain in Michigan. And I look back on it and it fucking hurt. I had some gigantic blisters on both sides of my feet about four miles into it. But you know what? I knew I was there and I knew that sooner or later I would get it done. I'd get to the end of it. So I just kept pushing myself. I only got one chance to do great in this race. And we're going to have that with a lot of things, especially things that you're not, you're not familiar with doing. So one of the big ones recently was, and I'm going to kind of transition here over to combat carding. We you know, talked about the website a little bit, but combat carding is now starting to gain some ground. We have a system that's operating. People are coming to the facility. They're experiencing it. It's fucking awesome. It's better than I could have ever dreamed of it being. And they come out there, they race it, and they are just begging for more. So we know we hit the mark with this. Well, over the last few months, we've been having... You know, the Club Speed POS company and the cart manufacturers and um, some of the suppliers, they've been flying in to test out the system and kind of see, you know, is this really what Jordan says it is? And overwhelmingly, everybody agrees. It is fantastic and it's going to change the industry. Now, we've got to get that in. You know, people are used to having a go-kart track. They've been operating it since the 60s. They don't understand that this could bring additional value or, you know, this could change the atmosphere. It's going to take some time for us to get people comfortable with the idea of a combat race, of actually having it at your facility. There, you know, the initial perception is going to be is people are going to smash into each other and walls and stuff like that and everybody's going to die. Um, it's not the case at all. You actually see less impacts with it um, than with racing because people aren't looking to um, try to take corners at 45 miles an hour. It's a little bit reduced speed. They're looking to shoot their friends more so than anything. So we're ready to launch this stuff and we look at it and we say, you know what, this has to be a separate company break the two companies up completely. And it, they've been separate companies, but they, they had some things that they shared and whatnot. And it really wasn't legally completely separate. It wasn't giving the true separate company uh, thing out there, right? So spent probably three, four weeks building, you know, separate bank accounts, separate accounting systems, moving our employees to different divisions, creating, you know, new domains, uh, understanding what our brand is going to kind of be like, the, developing the platform, testing the systems out and stuff like that. Like it was a big process to create that into a separate company because this is a complete startup now. Now, granted we have a product, but prior to that, we basically had a hobbyist electronic project. Now we have a company. Now this company needs to start standing on its own two feet. COVID cut the legs off of high caliber carding. It's de demand has changed completely and it's going to for a considerable amount of time. We can't just keep throwing money at combat carding, hoping for someday for it to generate. It needs to start moving on its own. High caliber carding is now running very smoothly with Zach and Casey at the helm and uh, just leading the charge with stuff there. And, uh, you know, we've got Jalissa still heavily involved. Tracy's heavily involved. We got fantastic people like Dean and Danielle that are working heavily and, uh, you know, Elijah and Cameron and I, I, Aaron Gray. I mean, you just, I can list it off. We have a fantastic group of people and team. Even all the new activities we're bringing in, we're figuring them out with the snap of our fingers and moving along. We reopened after COVID thinking it was gonna be a new company. It was, we had to blow the dust off it for a little bit, but 
after a couple of weeks, we got back in the rhythm of things pretty damn easily. So my focus and attention was able to go over to combat karting. Going over to combat karting and starting to generate uh, investor interest in that, um, I didn't really know, you know, I didn't want to make the same mistakes I made for high caliber karting. So I started working with a small business association of Michigan. And if you're looking at doing anything, growing yourself professionally, um, you know, developing yourself in a career, starting a business, find people who are experienced in that area and atmosphere and find those resources that are available. So for like a business, Small Business Association of Michigan, they want to try to help people get up and running. Well, I'm about ready to create a tech company. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing with that stuff. So I reached out to them and said, hey, I don't even know what I need. Can you help me? And overwhelmingly, yeah, no problem. Let's get you with our tech team. Let's get things rolling. So we went through this thing with this tech team and it was so daunting. It was this thing called a mind map. And basically we mapped out everything I was thinking about combat carding and tried to put it into something that somebody could process. And man, I cannot tell you how, how many potential legs that this company has to be able to communicate where we could head as a division in this company or development here, or where we could launch and um, how we would launch. There's five different ways we could do that for every single angle. So hundreds of legs going off and, um, we went, we worked through this. I worked with, through with, uh, two people that are experienced in this and we created this thing called a roadmap, which is, um, probably if you're in the tech industry, you're probably laughing your ass off to hear that this is like something monumental and new to me, but it really is. Um, and what the roadmap is, is it says, here's the things I'm going to achieve and when I'm going to achieve them and when I have to start working on those things and when I'll have those things. Um, so for example, we looked at, you know, how many cart racetracks are we going to do installations at? How many carts is that going to be? Um, where are they going to be located at, uh, you know, United States, outside the United States, North America, whatever that ends up being, um, what additional integrations and developments, when are they going to be available? Who's responsible for them? How much they're going to cost? What type of staffing we need for it? All those pieces, all these things have to correlate with a five-year financial projection. So these financial projections also had to have a, worst case scenario, a mid case scenario, and a high performance uh, scenario uh, so that we can say, you know, you, we can expect anywhere between this range of performance. That is a lot of work, especially when we're talking about, you know, the scalability of this company. Once we were all done with that and able to say, okay, look, here's the logical, how many people that could adapt this? Here's how much we could charge for it. Here's how many people would likely adopt it. Here's how much revenue we would get. And here's how much our profitability is. We built that out and we ran it by people who were, ex they were experts in the industry. Five years we have to plan out. Guys, right now you can't hardly plan out two years. It's incredibly frustrating to say, this is what we're going to achieve in five years. But I realized that, yeah, I can't plan out what's gonna happen in two weeks, but I can get a pretty good idea of what I'm gonna be able to do in the course of a year. Because in two weeks it may change, but it may flip flop back the other way. I can have a guiding light with it. And what this roadmap was, I gave this comparison to the team was, if I have, if you're in New Jersey and I say, hey, drive to my house, you're never going to get there. But if I tell you to, you know, drive on this highway, take this exit, you know, drive on this highway, take this road, turn left here, and I give you specific details, the likelihood of you arriving to where you need to go is significantly higher. And the more detail I can give to that, the better it is. And, you know, yes, it's a five-year plan, 
and it seems absolutely daunting, but it's only daunting if you're trying to accomplish it all at once. I can't, you know, nine women cannot have a baby in one month. You know, it takes nine months to make a baby and only one person can do, can do that. Well, I shouldn't say make a baby <laughs> to, to fully uh, develop a fetus into a newborn infant. It takes nine months for one person. You cannot make that go faster. And there's some things that are like that. And starting something new is going to be that. You're going to struggle and fumble through it. And you need to be okay with that. It's, it's part of the process. But you need to be, not, I guess, not just okay with it. You need to enjoy that. You need to have fun with it. So, for example, you know, Casey and I, uh, last weekend, we had started up, we're doing rage rooms at High Caliber Carding. And we didn't really know what demand was going to be like and how fast it would ramp up. And we're working through relationships to get supply. Well, it got to Saturday night about 10 o'clock and we're running out of materials. And Casey's like, what are we going to do? I said, well, let's go to a recycling center and we'll just, we'll go dumpster diving. So a little after 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday, two of the owners of one of the largest indoor entertainment centers in the country are dumpster diving for glass. And we're laughing our asses off as we're standing in this bin full of glass after this locked down recycling center. And just at like every movement you make, more glass breaks and you kind of shift down and you're just waiting for your ankle to get sliced wide open. And we're just laughing our asses off and taking pictures of it because it's the most ridiculous thing ever that that's what we're doing on a Saturday night. You know what other people do on a Saturday night? They probably get drunk or they get high and they hang out with their friends or play video games or whatever. We're in fucking dumpsters and we're having the time of our life. And that mindset is what creates a great culture and makes those that struggling, that headache and everything, it makes it so much easier. I Honestly, there's nothing I would have rather have done. There's Honest to God, I had so much fun just doing stupid shit like that. And it's because we decided to. So at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're going to have these huge things. You're going to have these huge projects you're going to take on, these dreams and everything that are going to seem monumental, but they're really not. They're not. Over time, you're going to get so damn good at it. You're going to pick up things so fast with it that it's, it's going to just grow. It's going to be, you know, the, the mountain is going to get steeper as you keep going, but you're going to move faster. And, you know, there, there, it reminds me of the old analogy of, uh, of cycling. They say, uh, you, it never gets easier. You just go faster. And it's so true with anything you do. And that go faster is really the exciting part because you start to see, you look back in your rearview mirror and go, holy shit, I just covered a mile in the last, you know, two minutes where it used to take me three or whatever. You see that progress and it, it can drive and inspire you if that's one of the things that inspire you. Um, one thing, though, that is I, I find very interesting, you know, that whole idea that, you know, things are not monumental uh, after they've been accomplished. They're only monumental. They only seem monumental beforehand um, as far as the amount of effort it takes. I have talked to so many business owners that they would say, you know, 20 years after starting it, they go, man, if I knew when I started this what it was going to take to do this, I never would have started. And we laugh because it, it doesn't mean that they don't enjoy it and they're not happy that they did it. They just mean that, like, if they understood it, they'd say, fuck, no, that's just way too much work. I'm not doing that. But bit by bit, piece by piece, every single bite, they were able to eat that entire elephant. They didn't do it all at once. They did it one bite at a time. And you have to think about that, breaking that down into anything that you want to achieve. It's going to take piece by piece by piece as you grow it to get to where you want to be, where you dream of. Now, dreams really, that's the seedling of your reality. So let's say 
I dream today that, you know, someday I want to be a millionaire or whatever. It's, it's an easy correlation because money is, you know, is, it's fairly universal. People understand the desire to be wealthy, okay? If I dream of that over and over, I'm going to align myself to trying to achieve that. And that doesn't mean I'm going to go and just start hanging out with millionaires or whatever. That doesn't really happen. I mean, it, 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 you, can, you can progress that direction much faster by faking it until you make it type of thing. But at the end of the day, there's things that go into place to get to that, which is hard work, dedication, um, you know, persistence. Those things are what are going to get you into a wealthy world. Smart investments, learning from people, forever learner. Those are the things that are going to turn your dreams into reality. And every single reality always started as a dream for somebody. Now, I want to caution you. There is, you know, a, a, I remember when I wanted to uh, start an automotive high-performance company. I'm like, Man, I want to modify cars. I love it. And honestly, yes, you're never going to realize success until you love what you're doing. You, I mean, and truly love what you're doing. I've been building companies since I was six years old. I think my first bait shop was in a shed with an aquarium with some minnows in it that I'd caught at the, uh, at the pond, at the pond uh, a couple miles down the road. And then a bunch of used lures that I uh, bought from garage sales. And I tried to have a bait shop. I literally had no clue what I was doing. But I was like six, seven years old. You know, those, I, I, th I love running businesses or starting businesses. And that's why I'm doing, I love what I'm doing right now. Now, let's take the building high-performance vehicles. It's a fucking blast. It's so fun. But you know what? If you start a company building high-performance vehicles, you know how much time you spend building high-performance vehicles as it gets successful? None. You spend the entire time running the company. So you have to be careful about the idea of making a hobby. You know, people caution you. Yeah, you should never make you know, hobbies your career. I disagree with that. I absolutely disagree with that. You just have to make sure you do it right. If you, if, if you truly love carving pumpkins, you can become a professional badass pumpkin carver. You're going to enjoy it. You're, you're going to have fun with what you're doing on it. As long as you're not worried about how much, you know, making millions of dollars while doing it. Like as long as you're happy with the, the life that it provides for you, you're going to recognize success. It doesn't mean that if I want to be a professional pumpkin carver, that I'm also going to be a millionaire. Those things may not correlate. And I've got to find how those things do correlate. And if I do want those things to correlate, I need to be the best in the fucking world at it probably to be able to do it. So you can have your hobby as a career. You know, things are, you know, they're, they're not that difficult. You just got to start forward with it. One of my friends, he was, he, he's working in an industry that he just doesn't like. And honestly, it's a really tough industry. And he came over the other day and we were talking about you know, he's got a good, uh, he's, he's developing a lot of people uh, interested in, he's, he's got a uh, off-road truck that he just kicks ass with at Silver Lake. He's, he's well known for it. He's like, man, you know, I'd really like to just do that the rest of my life. And I asked him, I said, how much does it cost for you to run that truck there every year? And he said, ah, probably about $6,000. And I just laughed. And I was like, you know, you have hundreds of thousands of people that are seeing your truck. $6,000 is nothing to get sponsorship for. That's literally nothing, especially with the following that you already have and the videos and things that could correlate with that. You could do that as your hobby and have that for free. And you, now you can work towards making that your main thing is just basically traveling the world and doing creative things like that. There's, you know, I, I've, uh, Andy Frizzell is famous for saying, you know, you want to be, uh, you, you know, you want, you love butterflies. 
you can become a millionaire with loving butterflies by starting an online store and uh, blogs and books and things like that to support people who are, have an affinity for butterfly collections or that love butterflies. And it's true. Whatever you love doing, you have the ability to be able to make it something amazing. You can make it as big as you want it to be. And for me, you know, high caliber, I don't know, it could be huge. I'd love to make it huge. I don't give a fuck how much money it makes though. I'm not in it for the money. So for me, it's really easy to love what I do every day because as long as the bills are getting paid, cool, I'm just gonna keep fucking doing it. So if you are doing your hobbies, you just gotta make sure that it covers your base, your base needs. It doesn't need to buy you a Lamborghini. It doesn't need to buy you a mansion. It needs to buy what you physically need. And once you have that, you'll find that whatever it is you're doing, you'll enjoy it more and you'll be better at it. But again, all of that starts with a dream. Dream is the seedling for reality. I want you to just keep that in your head. So think of your, your mind as a, as a garden. I, I may have even talked about this before, but think about your mind as a garden. You've got you know, some soil. If you till that soil, you rip out all the weeds and you have black dirt. What is going to grow there? Fucking weeds. Weeds is going to grow there. Shit that you, you, you can't use. And if you want to have a beautiful garden, you till the soil first and then you buy the seeds, you plant the seeds, you water them, you nurture them, you weed them. That is the same exact thing as your mind. We are no different than what nature is out there. It is going to fill, you, you have the same amount of waking hours as anybody else for the most part. You have the same amount of opportunity as other people out there for the most part. As long as you are putting effort forward and, and you know, you're, you're taking intent to plant your garden, you're going to grow what you want to grow. So what are those weeds that I talk about? You know, my theoretical weeds in my mind garden. Maybe television. You come home and watch, you know, two hours of TV at night. Social media, how often does a notification go off on your phone? It lights up and you get that quick little dopamine rush and you have to check it. And while you're there, I'm going to check this other social media and where are my emails? And then I'm going to text my friend and all of a sudden you lost 30 minutes of productivity. Maybe it's drugs. You know, how easy is it to just go home and get super baked and eat a bunch of food and just, you know, relax? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's desirable every single day. But you know what you're going to get out of that? You can get a life where that's what you do. And that's fine if that's what you want. But if your life is to dream, to aspire, to be financially successful or to um, develop something, some new technology, you're not going to do that watching television, eating chips and smoking weed. You're going to do it by learning and developing through that, researching and trying things and failing and building relationships with people who have experienced that stuff before. All that stuff is going to grow the garden that you want. Close your eyes. What does your garden look like? Is it just a shitload of weeds? Or do you see the roses? Do you see the fruit? Do you see all the little things that are, the rows are planted perfectly? You've got the, uh, the, the um, oh God, uh, mulch, the mulch in between the lanes and uh, the anti-weed barriers. How many weeds do you see there? What do you see growing there? I, I can tell you for certain, if I think about it, it is the earth is as black as it gets. It's, it, the, it's moist soil. There's bearing fruit on these jalapeno plants and these strawberries and these uh, green onions are growing in rows and I can walk through their space nicely. I've got bees that are flying through it and doing pollination through it. It smells wonderful. It's caged in so I don't have animals coming into it and destroying it. That is what I see. If I want to go build that garden, I need to go out there and put those things in place. I've got to, build, I've got to till the soil. I've got to put up the fence. I've got to get the mulch, right? 
Same fucking thing for what you do in life. Whatever you aspire, whatever that dream is that you, that you have, don't let the fucking weeds ruin it. Go forward with what you're... So there, there was a... Oh, man, it's a Henry David throw quote. Um, Go forward confidently in the way of your dreams. Live the life you imagine. And this is the truth. Honest to God, this is the truth. If you dream it and you move in that direction constantly, you're going to find that you are going to achieve those things that you dream of. Dream big. Make it amazing. Kick ass. I hope you got something from this. I know it jumped around a million different ways, and that's probably what happens when I do one of these every two months. Um, but I'm looking forward to being able to do another one here soon. And uh, it, guys, if you if you got something from this, if you enjoyed this, if you got a laugh, or it, really if this did anything for you, I'd appreciate it if you would share this with a friend, put this on your social media, whatever. Help spread the word out there. This is super fun for me to start it up. I started this podcast hoping that maybe one person would gain something from this. And it means a lot to me when I see people that have gained stuff from it. So please like it, share it, get it out there. You guys have a kick-ass day. Make it a kick-ass day. I love you all. See ya.